Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Josh Quare, and this is the podcast, Does the Bible Actually Say That? Welcome back, and uh, we hope you're having a great week so far. I wanted to start today. Um, it's a very special holiday, if you didn't know. Today is National Play-Doh Day. Uh, yes, that's right, National Play-Doh Day. And it's also Collect Rocks Day. Also, yes, he says this September day, if you're a uh, celebrating Mexican independence holiday. So I hope you can find something to celebrate, whether it's playing Play-Doh, collecting rocks, or Mexican independence today. I wanted to start today's podcast with a little bit of Bible trivia, a little bit of everyone's favorite. So this is a maybe a little known fact about the Bible. Um, you can use it to stump your friends in class, who I'm sure would be terribly interested. You can use this in like job interviews to just look really smart, uh, whatever you need. This is just a free bit of trivia for you. So there are 185 songs in the Bible. 185, that's a lot of songs in the Bible. 185 songs is actually just... 12 more songs than uh, the latest Kanye West and the latest Drake albums. So it's an interesting tidbit. I hope you can use that in your future. All right, the phrase we're going to be looking at today is let go and let God. I want to first start by looking at the origin of this phrase. Um, where did it come from? And it's actually not explicitly found in the Christian scriptures. Its origin in uh, my quick little two-minute Google search actually comes from uh, Alcoholics Anonymous 12-step program. So they started using it to encourage people who are struggling with alcohol abuse to just trust further in God with their problems. Um, typically, I see it most being used uh, not in AA program, but uh, typically just in moments where we're encouraging someone with a situation that's just bigger than they're able to handle, that they need to let go and let God. Um, you should never give this advice or encouragement to someone who's driving the motorcycle you're riding on. Um, that's just bad advice, despite Carrie Underwood and her song, Jesus Take the Wheel. That's just not very practical so just don't do it then so I wanted to first look at if there's anything good in this phrase and on the surface it looks like this is just talking about trusting in God uh, calls to mind verses about trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding uh, verses about seeking the kingdom of God first and all these other things will be added to you so on the surface, it seems really good that we should let go and let God. But I do believe there's some problematic things um, when it's applied in a way to circumvent personal or corporate responsibility for something. If we use this phrase to in our own lives or to encourage others to avoid the responsibility that God is calling us to, that's not good. But the good thing is, is uh, we can trust God with all things, that he is in control of all things, that he has a plan, that that plan is actually the best thing for us. And we can also know with that, that more often than not, uh, 
that God is at work by using people to accomplish his purpose, that we do play a role in that, in his grace. Uh, he sets us free to do that. In the Bible, is, the scriptures are full of men and women who are used by God, and they took active steps as God led them, that if they were to completely let go and let God, uh, our scriptures would have looked very, very different. And so it's this um, this making priority of God and his in-controlness, but of also the fact that he uses men and women much like you and I to accomplish his purposes in this world. So where we can't completely let go and let God, we do need to trust in him. And the, one of the ways we trust in him is by taking steps in obedience from time to time. And as we take of those steps of obedience, uh, we can simultaneously trust God in faith while we plan and prepare to accomplish, um, to reach people for his kingdom and, and to bring his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Those are not two diametrically opposed ideas. Faith and preparation and planning can coexist um, because the reality is in all of our planning and preparation, if God does not act, then uh, we won't do anything worthwhile. But the same is true that God acts oftentimes as we take responsibility and are planning and preparing to make disciples of all nations, to tell people the good news, to uh, grow in our spiritual habits and things like that. And so don't believe that those are two opposing ideas but that they can actually work in conjunction that we can have uh, utter faith in God that we need him to act for anything good to happen but that also he will act as we prepare and plan and seek excellence and uh, just do things intentionally in our lives. Well, that's all for today. I hope this podcast brightened up your walk to class or your commute to work just a little bit. Um, if you like it, share it with someone. Join us back here for next week when we take a look at the phrase, money is the root of all evil. We'll see you then.